0: Welcome to the Veterans Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency, with your host, Director of the MVAA, Adam Olier. Hi, this
1: is Adam Olier. I'm the Director of the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency, and I'm super excited to have uh, another guest here and to be able to talk about how we do it a great job of serving service members and their families here at MVAA. Uh, so thanks for tuning in and listening. You want more info about us? You can go to our website at slash mvaa or give us a call at 1 800 MishFed. But today we have some folks on from Lyft, which is just an incredible company. They're doing incredible work down in uh, Southwest Detroit. I've had the opportunity to tour and bump into a number of the folks. So, really excited about being able to bring uh, Joe on here. who will introduce himself right after the break. All right, Joe uh, from Lyft, do you want to tell us about, you know, introduce yourself, who you are, where you're from, and really kind of get it into the nuts and bolts of how Lyft got started? It's a really interesting story that I wasn't expecting when I, I went into your facility for the first time.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for uh, for having us, and, and thank you very much for uh, uh, for your willingness to talk about one of our, one of our most important programs. Uh, but I'm Joe Steele. I'm the Vice President of Communications and Legislative Affairs here with Lyft. Uh, LIFT is based in Detroit, we are a a Michigan-based, based uh, -based, nonprofit, 501 501c3 and public-private partnership. Um, We are a uh, National Manufacturing Innovation Institute. Uh, We are partnered and supported by the Department of Defense, so we are a Department of Defense Manufacturing Innovation Institute. And uh, what we do in Detroit, out of our facility, is we do two things. We drive American advanced manufacturing into the future through technology. And talent development so we're tasked with moving technology ideas forward from concept and 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 uh, and idea into prototype and towards commercialization on behalf of the industrial base and and to support the warfighter, Um, but we're also tasked on the talent side with making sure the talent pipeline into advanced manufacturing is healthy and robust across the nation. Um, so it sounds like a lot of things that we do, but uh, but it is. It's a big challenge, uh, and and we're up to it. So we are one of 16 of these National Manufacturing Innovation Institutes around the country. Uh, we are headquartered in the Corktown neighborhood. Uh, we're very proud to call Detroit our home, very proud to call Michigan our home, uh, and we're very excited to uh, to do everything we want to do first and have Michigan lead the way here out of Detroit. Awesome. So Joe, when you talk about being one of
1: these manufacturing hubs, can you tell folks a little bit about what it's like walking into the building? Because, you know, when you drive past, you're like, oh, it's just another building. I bet they sell random stuff. But when you go in, stuff is actually being innovated on, right? Like it's not a big production space, but there are a lot of things that people are, are kind of trying to figure out. I know I got a chance to see Uh, some of the work that the students were doing uh, around building a vehicle and and some of the things that are being prototyped. So can you talk to them a little bit about the difference between uh, that innovation component versus, hey, this is a factory where you build a bunch of stuff?
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. So as a non-profit uh, membership-based organization, we we can't compete. We don't want to compete with our industry members. What we want to do is help them. So we're a public-private partnership between industry, academia, and government, really connecting all three to, as I said before, mention move these ideas into commercialization. So our facility is uh, is on Rosa Parks Boulevard, right in the heart of Corktown. Uh, if you drive past, uh, as, as the director said, you may just drive past and not think twice. But as you enter the facilities 100,000 square feet uh, of innovation space. and that includes you know 50 million dollars worth of uh, manufacturing equipment uh, that our technicians and engineers are working with each and every day to to focus on materials, research and manufacturing process and systems engineering to understand the materials we need to make the things we need in the future. think think of things like hypersonics, think of things like um, lightweight armor. Uh, all those kinds of systems need uh, material scientists behind them to understand that the materials are fit for purpose at the end of the day. So, we are studying all of that uh, at our facility. So, believe it or not, yes, hypersonics work that people see in the news and hear about in the news. That research is happening right here in, in Corktown. And above that, uh, in the upstairs, is our Lyft Learning Lab, where we bring students in and teachers in each and every day to see what advanced manufacturing looks like in 2023. Look at the Uh, new processes, learn about the new materials, hopefully light a spark in these students so they can move into advanced manufacturing as a career choice. Uh, And then we also offer for our adult learners, folks who may need a new skill, folks who may uh, be unemployed, underemployed, or just need a uh, new chance, uh, is to to become certified in some of the most in-demand advanced manufacturing jobs available right now, things like welding, uh cnc uh maintenance cnc machining industrial technology maintenance uh robotics uh so we're offering that for our uh, for our adult learners right out of our cork town. so there's a lot going on uh, on rosa parks boulevard uh, each and every day so we've been around in that facility since uh since 2015 uh and i'm glad you had the chance to tour uh folks can walk through our facility via virtual tour on our website or just you know send us an email we'll be happy to uh, to show you around yeah and I think it's really important
1: for people to understand that this is a pathway to do manufacturing that requires education, but you guys are teaching folks how to do it and it may not be the traditional kind of education that people are thinking about, right? Because there's work that requires a college degree, but there's a lot of work that just require a number of individual certifications that you partner with, with a variety of organizations and entities that, you know, are equivalent time, right? So it's not saying, hey, you don't get those skills, but you may be a computer programmer that has done four, five, six years of technical training in those things that allows you to work the robotics or things that someone with just a traditional college education would not be able to do, but is critical to the work that you do,
0: right? Yeah, I mean, advanced manufacturing is sophisticated, and, and we that's what we want to give people a chance to, to take a look at, but your point it may not require a college degree but some sort of training after high school so they can uh, you know um, have those certifications in uh, in place and and be ready to move on uh, and step into those uh, those jobs as a as a career and that's what we want to expose folks to uh, down at the high school level with a program called ignite mastering manufacturing which is a three-year high school curriculum we offer that's rolling out around the country we launched it here in michigan launched it here in Detroit. Out of our learning lab in our facility uh, and then all the way up through our uh, through our adult learners give people an opportunity um, to see what advanced manufacturing is uh, these days and and uh, uh, the fact that they can go uh, earn one of the certifications in a couple of months and and begin their careers I'm super like that's such a cool thing
1: that you have this uh, learning capacity for both high school students but uh, adult learners right Too often we talk about programming that is available for one or the other population, but to be able to do all of that in one spot in the city of Detroit, uh, in a place that's accessible is really important. And I think something that I look forward to talking a little bit more about when we get back from the break. Now, Joe, right before the break, you were talking a little bit about the learning lab. Can you tell folks how they get engaged with the learning lab? How, uh, as an individual, I can go get my kid in, or as an adult, how is it, I, can, I can participate? How do you get involved with Lyft there?
0: A couple of different ways. Uh, The first is I mentioned the high school program. That's uh, our our three year Ignite mastering manufacturing curriculum. Uh, That is basically run uh, not with individual students, but classes uh, can come in and participate in our learning lab. So it's kind of done at the school level, and uh, we invite schools into our learning lab. They come in, you know, a couple of days a week and participate. Uh, in uh in our in our lab uh, hands on uh, uh and virtual uh learning to learn all kinds of uh av- avenues of, of manufacturing whether it's you know um, electronics whether it's pneumatics whether it's robotics uh, uh hydraulics things like that to get their hands on and 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 understand what it is but meanwhile uh, our technicians and engineers and our ecosystem members are down on the high bay floor uh, working on the big machines, right? Working on the things I mentioned before, whether it's you know new technologies like uh, wire arc additive manufacturing or laser beam powder bed fusion manufacturing, or uh, you know the extruding a new kind of a new kind of metal so they get to learn by osmosis at our learning lab um, as well i encourage you to to uh, give us a call visit our website at lift.technology and and uh we'd be happy to set up a uh, a tour if you're interested of the uh, of the lab uh but on the learning side on the adult side we have a couple of different programs actually still around welding and cnc industrial technology maintenance and robotics um those are the four majors we provide, but we offer that to a wide variety of, of adult uh, populations. Uh whether they be, you know, low to low to moderate income folks in Wayne County, we offer that right now through the uh through the MEDC and Wayne County. So we're running that out of our facility. Um but then we also provide opportunities for our service members, which is uh which I know we want to talk about here today through mm-hmm. our Operation Next program. Uh, and that is designed for uh active duty service members who are on their way to separating from the military and beginning their civilian careers to Guard and Reserve members who may you know, may be interested in, in gaining a new skill or starting a new career or their immediate families uh, who may be underemployed, unemployed or looking for that same skill as well. And we recently opened it up to veterans. Uh, we know the veteran population, which I know is de- near and dear to your heart and the folks listening. Um, too often our veterans, uh, you see that unemployment and under- underemployment rate uh, far too high for that population. These are folks that have served our nation uh, so bravely and so well, uh, and we want to make sure they have an opportunity to begin uh, their advanced manufacturing careers. Especially as a Department of Defense Manufacturing Innovation Institute, those folks are are near and dear to our heart as well, and we want to make sure we provide them uh, an opportunity. And we know that these um, these these careers, these jobs, are available right now, today, in Detroit, in Michigan, and across the nation. Uh, Folks may have heard about the skills gap that exists, Uh, you know, 2.4 million jobs in advanced manufacturing expected to go unfilled over the next several years because just not enough people moving into advanced manufacturing. Uh, Combine that with the folks that are retiring. Combine that with folks deciding, you know, maybe they didn't want to go back to work after the pandemic. Um, All these things coming together to to create this uh, this skills gap and we're trying to to do what we can to provide opportunities free of charge by by the way tuition is free of charge for all of these programs I mentioned um to to gain one of these skills right now. And these are reputable, industry recognized, uh nationally portable. Credentials that folks will walk away with from organizations like the American Welding Society or the National Institute of Metalworking Skills. So, uh, folks will be able to 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 get one of these uh, one of these jobs right away.
1: That's super exciting because
0: uh, I know I was kind of the tail end of the generation
1: of like go to college, go to college, go to college, and I think there in between that was a, hey, we need all of these skills and these professional vocations right like the skilled trades has become a big thing I think mm-hmm. the the cool thing about what you're talking about doing is that kind of combination of the two of hey we want you to get these uh, advanced manufacturing skills these um, vocations and licenses and things like that and it provides you that maybe first step towards moving into a space where you're able to innovate and create, And to start your own thing or be a part of the manufacturing process as people are starting to innovate and create again here in Michigan. Because those are the people who were the most successful were the ones who innovated and created a new thing, not just the people who go work for that
0: person. Right. You're exactly right. I mean, we've seen our students do uh, take any number of paths, right? We've seen students come in and uh, earn their credential, earn their certification, move right on into the workforce uh, we've seen folks uh, go ahead and, and move on to a university uh, to 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 study, you know, welding engineering, for example, or something like that, and wanted to continue their education. So it is it is exactly what you said. It is a pathway to an advanced manufacturing career. Uh, which path they choose uh, is up to them, but we want to provide them the opportunity to get started uh, and let them know what is uh, what is available that is out there. Because um, as a Manufacturing Innovation Institute, we know that the national economy rests on manufacturing, what needs to be made here. Uh, we know that our national security rests on our, our manufacturing base. Uh, the warfighter can't use it unless it's made here. So we wanna make sure that folks are making things in this country um, and uh, and provide opportunity. We can't do that without the workers. So we need the workforce to be able to, um, to make these items, particularly uh, those as we look forward uh, beyond the four majors that we offer, into things that uh, things that we need to make in the future, so prepare the workforce for the future, uh, mm-hmm. as well. So, uh, so that's a it's a big challenge, um, but we're excited to to be a part of it. We've got 340 some members around the nation uh, that industrial partners, academic partners that we work with. Um, we work very closely with our partners at the Department of Defense. We work very closely with our friends at the Department of Commerce and the Department of Education as well. Uh, but uh, but it takes all of us to uh, uh, to to move the needle here and uh, uh, and 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 create those opportunities to uh, to build a stronger uh, manufacturing workforce. Awesome. Well, that
1: is going to be really great. And there's a lot of carryover between the advanced manufacturing for DoD related things. That are going to move over into the civilian world as we think about all the R and D that uh, the military has uh, made happen. I always chuckle when you think about uh, things like Tang, and you're like, the Army, you know, the Navy spent, or the Air Force, or NASA spent millions and millions and millions of dollars (laughs) to figure out Tang, or uh, you know, they were talking about how they spent all this time trying to figure out a way to make a pen that would write in zero gravity, Mm. and uh, somebody's like you know, they could have just used a pencil here, (laughs) (laughs) right? So it's those kind of moments where you're like, somebody is thinking through a really complicated problem. And sometimes they're very complicated solutions. Sometimes they're a lot more simple solutions. And when I was there, I got a chance to see some of the elegance of uh, the simple designs that the students were making as they were building their cars and, you know, shipping them down. and, And they had their much more complicated idea. And then they push back into the more simple thing. And we're talking about how a lot of the program was teaching them these kind of processes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Can you talk just a little bit about how folks get into, or, you know, like if I was a principal, how do I get involved? How do I get my students involved in that school? Do they reach out to you? Who do they
0: reach out to? Uh, they can reach out uh, to me. They can reach out to uh, just you know call our uh, call our office and our our uh, our talent development team will will certainly uh, be able to uh, to get them uh, get them involved, bring them to the facility, show them what uh, what the ignite uh, mastering manufacturing curriculum is all about, how they might be able to take that to their school. Uh, this is a program, by the way, that we you know we do run it here at Lyft, but as a national manufacturing innovation institute. Our mission is is national. So we start things here. We want Michigan to be the first mover on everything, uh, but we are uh, mandated to and chartered to impact across the nation. So what we start here, we want to roll out around the nation. So Ignite, for example, is available in about 14 states now, about 3,500 students each day uh, participating in it. Um, And so uh, it's not solely limited to our four walls here in Corktown, uh, but it is available uh, to, uh, we can work with anybody around the nation to roll it out to to their schools and their students uh, so we can have that impact uh, beyond uh, just our our neighborhood in Detroit. Awesome, Joe, we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll be right back. Welcome to the Veteran's Perspective, Presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency with your host, director of the MVAA, Adam Ollier.
1: Joe, so we've talked a lot about some of the programming that you do. Uh, can we get a little bit into some of the successes that you've had here in Michigan? Uh, I'd love to just you know, be able to highlight a Michigan-based company as people think about Michigan during World War II. They're like the arsenal of democracy runs through Michigan. You know, you have TACOM, you have these kind of historical moments, but I don't think there's a lot of discussion, maybe outside of Macomb County, about the impact that DOD has in Michigan and our economy and how we're able to leverage that going forward.
0: Yeah, that's a a great question. And and as I mentioned, as a uh, National Manufacturing Innovation Institute, one of the Department of Defense. Manufacturing Innovation Institutes. We are trying to uh, to bring that uh, that success obviously to Michigan uh, first. As I mentioned, some of the hypersonics work uh, that we've been able to uh, to to start uh, materials development and and thermal management of of hypersonics materials. Basically, looking at these materials on the virtual side of things, playing with them in the virtual space, um, and better understanding how these materials will react. 2 a given process to understand how they'll react uh, and making sure they're fit for purpose so they can go 5,000 miles an hour and get to where they need to uh, to get to. No one was working on hypersonics in Michigan until we started to a couple, a couple of years ago, and that's thanks to our congressional delegation: Senators Peters and Senators uh, Stabenow, uh, Congresswoman Stevens, uh, Congresswoman Slotkin, um, Congressman uh, Mitchell. When he was still with us, helped us really get this this ball rolling in terms of bringing. Hypersonics work to uh, to Michigan. Like I said, I don't think anyone was working on that uh, until we uh, brought it uh, brought it here. And actually, we've been working with um, one of our one of our top Michigan partners, both on the talent side and and uh, and technology side uh, related to hypersonics, is uh, is Michigan Tech. So all the way up to the to the northern part of the UP, as far as you can go uh, in Michigan, uh, we have great partners up there that we've been working with. Uh, on our hypersonics materials work, on our materials development work in general. They have brought their Mind Trekkers student-led activities to us for a day-long session with a couple of Detroit high schools uh, where they brought hands-on activities, Mm -hmm. STEM-related activities for our Detroit students to participate in. And the Detroit students actually beat the college students. So uh, that was (laughs) awesome to to see. So so we got great success with... uh, uh with 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 michigan tech um really uh, of our national ecosystem we've got folks like hexagon uh, uh hexagon one of the world's largest uh measurement sciences companies uh that has a facility over in novi michigan they're one of our uh one of our highest level partners and we're working uh with them on on better understanding these new materials and how do we how do we really measure them as we create new materials how do we work with work with them in the virtual space um Siemens obviously is a global company but they've got facilities across Michigan and are and are installing a digitalization facility here in our Detroit uh, headquarters mm-hmm. uh, so people can take a look at what the future of advanced manufacturing looks like um so we've got partners uh, uh global partners that are in Michigan and uh, uh, and companies that are in Michigan that we've had successes with I'll point out another uh, success that uh, we had with a smaller company here in Michigan that was specific to the DOD. It was Ricardo Defense. They had a analog brake system, electronic stability control system uh that they had were working on for uh, for Humvees and, and you know these Humvees unfortunately don't come equipped with those uh with those um with those safety components. They don't come equipped with a lot of <laughs> exactly you know, like-
1: they're like, I don't know how this thing is so big and so expensive, but has no space for anything in the entire world. Right. Uh, yeah. I, but you know, that's well, the so, somebody who has to ride in a, a armored vehicle, I was out at, um, with general motors as they were talking about, uh, some of the, the bidding and the processes that they were working on for the next generation of, uh, vehicle, hoping that they win and, and you know, those kind of things, but it, it I think we forget how much stuff we figure out on one side and are sharing with the other side.
0: Right, right. So we so we worked. Ricardo had this kit uh, to be able to put these on on humvees, and so we worked with them to finish it, uh, kind of optimize it, get it ready to go. We retrofitted uh, these kits onto some Michigan National Guard humvees to prove that they would work. Um, and the the National Highway Safety Administration said this kit would reduce rollovers. Uh, by 74 percent uh because too often uh, as as you know unfortunately our service members were being injured uh and killed sometimes at low speeds with these vehicles because they didn't have those um those kits so uh so we worked with that to get that kit onto some Michigan National Guard humvees to prove it out um and uh lo and behold three years later because you know we we as a National Manufacturing Innovation Institute nonprofit. As I said, we have to give these technologies back to industry so they can go commercialize them. Three years later, they got ahead. They went ahead and got a ninety million dollar contract with the DoD to put these kits on ten thousand Humvees around the world, and I think it's grown. It's grown since then. So um, you know, a little bit of of uh, support from us uh, financially from our. Funding from the Department of Defense to invest in technologies like that is having a major impact in saving uh, warfighter lives. Um, We have another uh, story with a company, some really small company, maybe three, four people uh, called Lifeline Firehose, which is, to your point, one of these ideas that it's like, how has someone never thought of this before, which was providing an opportunity for firefighters to have breathable air through the delivered to them through the same hose they're fighting uh they're spraying water at uh to Mm -hmm. douse the fire so we worked with them on on designing their couplers to put these hoses together so um one section would have the water go through it one section would have air go through it it would essentially create a um you know longer longer term breathability for these firefighters they can stay out there longer be safer uh and get these fires out sooner uh, and so they've been working and, and selling these products to fire uh, houses across the uh, the nation as well. So that's like, wow, man, no one's really thought about that before, but it was something that came to us and we used our you know engineering skills and our machining skills and our manufacturing skills to get these prototypes and and uh, and things you know designed and prepped and ready so they can go ahead and take it out to the world and, and help save some lives. Now, Joe, it's funny that you mentioned that because my dad was a
1: firefighter and I was a volunteer firefighter. My brother was a firefighter. Oh, thank you you to them. When you talk about uh, the need for something like that, most people don't realize how long your tank works. So if anyone's ever been scuba diving, the only difference between a scuba tank and the SCBA that someone goes into a fire with is that a firefighter's tank doesn't go underwater. Uh, but it lasts for about the same amount of time, right? So you're talking about 30 minutes, you know, if you're in really, really good shape and breathing, you know, relatively shallow, maybe you get 40 minutes out of it, but that's not a lot of time to get in and out of a burning structure when you're working really hard. So those are the kind of innovations that not only save lives, but change people's lives fundamentally on being able to put a fire down quicker with, uh, you know, and safer. So I, I, I really think that that's a, a cool addition and could provide you know a lot of different you know opportunities uh, for people as we talk about some of those other spaces. You know, you, you look forward into some of these bigger oil spills or some of these other big challenges that you're seeing across the country, where that's an important request. I mean, that that could really be impactful. I mean, even for soldiers as they deal with you know chemical warfare issues or, or something like that, having a oxygen line that could move and work. So right. kudos to you
0: on be able to help them upscale their work and uh, processes. Yeah, that, again, our, our mission is to take these technologies and help advance them uh, towards commercialization so they can go ahead and get them out into the market and, and have the impact that they're designed to have. And, and uh, uh, you know, our focus is on materials and, and manufacturing process. How can we make these things in the future? Some of the other, our sister, you know, cousin institutes across the country focus on different areas, whether it be Advanced uh, additive manufacturing, or robotics, or flexible hybrid electronics, or uh, or fabrics, uh, or you know, uh, uh, additively manufacturing, you know, tissues. They can do things like that. But uh, uh, but that's in in our in our wheelhouse, and and uh, uh, and it's uh, just an example of a of a small uh, Michigan-based uh, based company that came to us and said, hey, you know, can can you help us get these things ready to go? And and uh, and we did. well, Joe, we'll take one last break and then we'll
1: be uh, right back to kind of close this thing out. All right, Joe, so I think people have a good understanding with the work that you do and how your organization moves the needle. I'd love to really dial in on how you are engaging with veterans and uh, folks coming off active duty, the Guard and the Reservists. How people get involved in the program and what people could expect uh, from that process.
0: Yeah, thank you. And this is one of our um, one of the programs that is most near dear and near and dear to our hearts, which is uh, which is Operation Next, which I referenced earlier, which is available for uh, for active duty service members as they as they separate from the service. Um, uh, Garden Reserve members who may be looking for a new opportunity, a new career, uh, their immediate families, uh, and uh, and veterans who, who again may be looking for uh, a new a new opportunity. This is a program that we piloted uh, down at Fort Campbell in Kentucky, believe it or not, uh, in 2018 and 2019. Um, we uh, we wanted to get 100. The pilot was to service uh, and have 101 graduates uh, to honor the 101st Airborne that's down there. Um, and we did that successfully in 2019 we had our first group of graduates um come out and and uh they had the opportunity 6 months before they separated from the service because they were all active duty there uh 6 months prior to separation is to earn a credential in uh, the four majors i mentioned welding cnc machining industrial technology maintenance or robotics um, and we saw that it, it was a nine, you know 90 plus percent successful and folks just immediately uh, moving on into their career, their civilian careers. Uh, and one of the driving forces for us was to, you know, provide that to them. So they had a credential when they left the gates. Uh, yeah. So so they could go get a job immediately. And when they left the gates, it wasn't just, okay, good luck, <laughs> go mm-hmm. find a job, right? We wanted to make sure they were prepared and had that credential in hands uh, when they left. Uh, so we saw a 90, 90 plus percent success rate. Uh, the Department of Defense saw that as a success, which it was, uh, and over the last couple of years, we've been rolling it out around the nation, uh, including bringing it to Michigan, led out of our uh, facility here in Detroit, but it's in 13 locations all the way from Michigan down to Puerto Rico, believe it or not, uh, and as far west as, as Washington State, um, so it is available around the nation for this population of of service members and their families who and veterans uh, who you know, may be looking for for that next opportunity, and these are jobs that we know uh, are available right now, here today, um, and also something you mentioned earlier uh, about the education and and new ways we're looking at it is this is not just based on time spent in the classroom. All nope. of these. All of these uh, programs are self-paced because you know folks may have a job already, but so they need to come in evenings and weekends to earn these credentials. It is self-paced, so you can go as fast as you'd like um, or as slow as you'd like. Uh, most people want to get it done faster. Um, <laughs> it is a combination of online and hands-on because you know it's tough to teach welding uh, all online. You so come into our facility and learn uh, hands-on. Um, and so and, and if you have some background, uh, I've talked to some of our service members and they're like man, uh I uh I I learned well learned welding uh in the service because I just had to figure it out. I wasn't given mm-hmm. any training in it. So now taking these courses, I'm actually learning the science behind it uh and a better understanding, not just you know, welding something. So it gets from point A to point B, but actually welding something for, uh, with purpose and, uh, yes. you, know, you know, uh, for, for the, the reasons intended. So, um, so people may have some, some experience in welding, but so they can move through the courses faster because it is self-paced and they can, you know, test through some things and, uh, get that credential sooner rather than later. So, um, uh, if you want, if you're interested in, in Operation Next, if you're a veteran, if you're a Garden Reserve member, if you're one of their family members, uh, visit our website at opnextjobs.com. That's O P J O B S dot com. I'm sorry, O P N E X T J O B S dot com. Opnextjobs.com. And you can uh, let us know you're interested, and we'd, uh, we will get in, in touch with you immediately and get you signed up and ready to go. Cool. So,
1: uh, and one thing that, that you were talking about the six month program, so that's through
0: the SkillBridge program through DoD, right? So that is, yeah. hey, this I'm is getting- absolutely a SkillBridge program. Yeah, no, no use of GI GI funding, uh, GI Bill funding. It is a SkillBridge approved program. Uh, it's tuition free, really, for for any of the the folks I, I mentioned. Uh, uh, thanks to our, our friends at the Department of Defense. Um, so yes, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's that's what we want people to know. We want people to hear free.
1: So yes. I am a You know, so people free for you are currently serving in the military, you are either serving in the active component, the guard or the reserve. If you're on the active component, you can apply for the skill bridge program. So the last six months before you ETS, you can come to do this lift program here in Detroit uh, and get your credential and still continue to collect your military salary. And then as soon as you're done with that six month opportunity, You said 90% of people are getting a job, have a job as soon as the program is over. Not waiting on a job, but before they are done, they've got a job that they can go right into making good money in advanced
0: manufacturing. Is that right? That's that's exactly right. 90% of our folks move right into industry. Granted, we've had some folks that were active duty and they wanted to... Honestly, they wanted to take a break and take yeah. some time off. Uh, we have had have had folks, as I've mentioned, that have just wanted to continue their education uh, and go that route. But if you're you're interested in starting your advanced manufacturing career, that opportunity exists right now here today. Uh, and we're happy to provide it to you.
1: And the cool part is this is not only just available for the service member, but it's also available to a
0: spouse independent. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. We want to make sure those folks are uh, along, you know, our garden reserve are often the forgotten members of the military, but mm-hmm. even more forgotten, oftentimes, are the spouses and family members who have sacrificed as well. Whether it's moving around with their with their military spouse or uh, you know taking different posts around the around the nation or whatever it happens to be, they may have to have been uh, more mobile and and uh, therefore may be underemployed or or may just not have taken advantage of the opportunities that have existed. And This is one uh, that we want to provide those folks as well because they are. Uh, they are critically important to our military as well, not not talked about as often as they should be. Uh, but our military spouses and families are are uh, are critical to the success of our nation. I love it. You're preaching to the choir. Uh, so have you have you had any
1: spouses take the class together? Uh,
0: I don't know if we had any to take it together. I, I'd have to check around and see uh, and yeah. see our places around the nation. I know there have been spouses certainly that have uh, participated, but I, I would love to have two of them. Uh, Uh, Two of them uh, participate together, and and knowing knowing my wife and I, we would end up uh, making it a competition and see who uh, scored best and and things who uh, who passed their (laughs) tests test test with better scores or who passed their test sooner. So that's how it works. I'm sure. (laughs) I I wish my wife would be
1: down. She would just quietly do better and say nothing. (laughs) She's not going to talk too much trash to you. No, none at all. Uh, (laughs) But so, Joe, I really appreciate you, you coming on and talking to us today about all the incredible things that you all are doing over at Lyft. Can you just once again tell folks how they can reach out, how they can get in contact, particularly if they want to take advantage of the Operation Next program?
0: Yeah, sure. I'll give you two ways to do that. The first, if you're just interested in, in Lyft in general, want to provide a tour, uh, want to see the learning lab, want to see what we have going on, you can visit us on our website at lift.technology. Uh, I know it's weird. It's not, uh, you know, um, li- dot com or, or, you know, dot uh, org is uh, Shoot us a note there. Uh, we'd be happy to, uh, to to invite you in and, and see what we have going on. If you are one of the service members, guard members, reserve uh, reservists, family members interested in Operation Next, visit opnextjobs.com. O-P-N-E-X-T-J-O-B-S dot com. Uh, and fill out the form there and, and our staff will reach out to you immediately and get you enrolled so we can get this uh, get this process underway and get you on to your advanced manufacturing career. Awesome.
1: Well, Joe, I am super grateful to have you on today. Looking forward to having you over again and to be able to come back and visit Lyft and to talk about some of the more successes that you're having. Uh, but from MBA's standpoint, we want to thank you for being a uh, excellent partner to service members and their families for prioritizing hiring veterans and their families and making more opportunities for our veterans to come back to Michigan uh, and find gainful employment in advanced manufacturing that takes advantage of the skills and resources that they've learned uh, through their service. So thanks again for that partnership.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. We want to do everything we can as the DOD Manufacturing Innovation Institute to support the warfighter both with the best technology they can while they're serving and opportunities after their service is completed. So thank you very much and appreciate the time. Awesome. Well, this is Adam Ollier from NBA. See you next week.